Welcome to The Ovation Show. We're talking to Texas business owners, executives, community leaders. We're discussing their business and culture and community involvement. We're going to hear about their successes, their challenges, and hopefully we'll get a little bit of education, inspiration, and maybe a little motivation. So now let's learn, grow, and connect. My guest today is Lawrence Mann, the founder and president of Top Achievers Foundation, and Oso Digizua from the Dallas Cowboys, yes, defensive thank tackle, you. man. Thanks for coming in, guys. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this is thank awesome. Thank you very much. So, Lawrence, we go back, I don't know, we've got seven years now. Seven years, Dan. Leadership Plano. Leadership Plano. That's class right. of 36, best That's class right. ever. The only class ever. <laughs> <laughs> got some great people from there, man, but uh, it was a pleasure meeting you, man, and uh, it was a chance for us to really bond and, and hear our passions through the leadership plano so thank you for providing. yeah i think a lot of good friendships come out of the leadership plano not just in our class but a lot of them it's such a great program um but i think you and i just you know brother from another mother man we just connected and we just grasped where they but i love the top achievers and we'll go into all those things you do because i've always had this thing for chair foundations and charities and things dealing with kids and the youth because that is our future and it is our community um so first you know you've done a lot i mean in the last 30 years, you're, you're at risk for uh, specialists for the students at Plano ISD. Correct. Which itself is a lot of work. So, again, you're already involved in the youth. Um, but Top Achievers Foundation is your passion. And you started that three decades ago almost. That's correct. You know, um, you know a lot of folks you know, heard the story. But uh, when my oldest son was five years old, had open heart surgery, the doctor said he wasn't going to make it. And if you know if you have kids, you know that you can't listen to that noise out there. So, but I was realistic to say, okay, what's really going on in his life? And um, he was, um, you know, he was uh, he was paral not paralyzed, but he was induced with um, in a coma. He didn't um, respond well from the surgery. So I just made a vow to God, I said, God, if you save my son, I'm gonna dedicate my life to kids and health and fitness. And I literally, in the ICU unit, I started scribbling uh, on on a pad on what came to my mind. And the only thing that came to my mind was a mountaintop. And I'm like, okay, Martin Luther King said that, you know, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the glory. And I'm like, I need to see some glory right now. You know, my son is going through this. And then I thought about Muhammad Ali, you know, saying, you know, I'm the, I'm the greatest. And uh, so when I started thinking about what I'm going to do, it was... Um, something to do with kids but it was more of a monument for overcoming challenges like those two have done i mean it's crazy it's amazing because your family i mean everyone's alive well growing i mean you've got grandkids now and mm. uh, it's amazing what god blessed you with yes but i think that is in return like you said i mean you've given your life to other kids and so you know we talk about in board meetings and the thousands of youth that you have helped from you know starts off with just ba coaching basketball but mm -hmm. you know the kids that we meet kids that are volunteering their time now or young young men that have have graduated and they have degrees now they have real jobs and they're giving back into what you gave them that's correct you, you, i mean you're creating these future leaders um talk about i mean thousands of kids now have helped yeah you know someone says well Lawrence, how many kids you've impacted over the last 30 years and literally hundreds of thousands of kids all across the globe and uh it's just a, a blessing how god can use you and use your platform not just for yourself but to vibrate in the community and help serve those underserved so um it's just been uh very rewarding when i see kids that i i worked out when they were five and six now they have kids and i'm working out grandkids and I'm like <laughs> whoa this is a crazy cycle but it's all in in, in the name of goodness it's in the name of uh, serving beyond self 
and then making an impact in our community. It's interesting you talk about the underserved and that, and even when you think about you do, dealing with at-risk students, and that may be, I think, that may be where it kind of started. We're getting that underserved area. But I see, I mean, people in our neighborhood and a lot of our friends, their kids are playing basketball now in your program. That's correct. And these are not underserved kids. These are kids that, but they they love the program, what Top Achievers does. Um, you know, you've had a lot of growth the last several years. In particular, when I first met you, it was just still basketball. Yes. Now talk about, you know, we have uh, financial literacy and esports and all the things that we're doing. Uh, talk a little bit about the programs that are in place and what's coming up. Yeah, as you mentioned, basketball has been our pillar for so many years, but it was never the uh, the end result. It was always using basketball to pull kids into the mentoring program and to help them find their passion in life. But during COVID nineteen, we uh, we start thinking like, okay, how do we impact kids through the computer? through Zoom, through Teams, you know, and- This technology. How we get this technology, man. And I'm like, whoa. And so I scratch my head and I'm like, okay, um, don't know, but we still have an audience to connect with them face-to-face on uh, via via computer. And um, I talked to my son, Malcolm. I said, look, man, we want to have these round tables where we can uh, have some discussion that, you know, with kids that are suffering through this, this COVID-19 because the school system, they, they didn't know what to do. You know, all of a sudden we said, Hey, no more classroom, no more face to face. And we had to figure this thing out together. And, um, I said, Oh, what I can do is probably take some of the kids that I've mentored to help mentor the kids via zoom and to keep them connected so they can, uh, thrive. And one of the girls from our, basketball team, actually from Plano Senior High, I said, Lawrence, Mr. Man, I, I, I'm having problems with this asynchronous learning and uh, I'm failing all my classes. I won't be eligible to play. And uh, I went to UT Dallas and um, found some students that wanted some community service hours. And I said, you work with us and partner with us, helping the kids with some of the, the math and some of the chemistry. We'll give you community service hours. So this girl literally went from a 65 to a 89 in six weeks wow. using one of the students who was in the neuro- neuroscience department. And so I was really, really blessed to say, okay, we need more of that. <laughs> you know, how do we get more of that? And yeah. and that was the beginning of just uh, actively recruiting kids for our mentoring program. And Ovation has been a big part of that for us is getting us uh, sustained and helping us find our mentors to go out in the community to help more kids to help them, you know, from the social emotional standpoint, academic support, and then just social behavior. I think partnerships are huge. I mean, that's where, I mean, whether we're, it's us partnering with you and, and as friends and, and supporting, but then you, have, I mean, I love First United Bank's been doing amazing things, you know, giving us a space now for, for the, the, some of the esports yes, stuff and, and then even running the financial literacy program, which that's I correct. had my kids here. That was a great program. They did great things, but you know, all those partnerships and seeing the growth of the last few years. Now we've got professional athletes like Osa and, and Hardy from the, from the Mavs. Um, let's talk a little bit about how partnerships in general, oh, community, community putting it coming together. Yes. Community and partnerships are so important because we can't do it on our own. You know, when I look at the acquisition of major companies merging, I ask myself why, why, you know, these companies are merging together, together more, more, yeah, more, yeah, yeah, further, more together. You got more resources and you can impact more. So, when I met Osa through Charles Kim, yep. uh, Charles. <laughs> Charles was a, a young man who 
has a great company and working in China with uh, monetizing celebrities, um, uh, I guess their name and likeness over in China. He said, Lawrence, I got a guy that uh, fits your mold. His name is Oso Digazua. I'm like, Oso who? <laughs> <laughs> Took it, and I'm on YouTube. I'm on, I'm on YouTube, man, just going over his name over and over and over. I did that before the show started. And I work with a lot of athletes, man. But this this brother, when I sat down and talked to him about the seriousness of life and what he wanted to do outside of football and what his passions were, I'm like, okay, he has it. And I said, look, any of my resources are yours. And so uh, he said, man, I, I want to get my foundation off the ground. I want to be an impact with Dallas uh, in the DFW area. And I said, it would be a great partnership to, to help. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that I, I really admired about also when I asked him to mentor some of our other kids, uh, he said, okay. And he says, uh, I said, what do you like to do? He said, I like to read. I'm like, okay, check the box. Nice, you know? right, really. <laughs> and I said, what's your favorite book? And uh, it was Chop Water. Chop, chop wood, wood, Carry, carry water. water. There you go. And I mean, I, I say read. <laughs> like, I miss say read. I do a lot of listening. I listen to audiobooks because I work out a lot. So, like, when I'm on my way to, like, workouts and whatnot, like, I'm playing, like, an audiobook or something just trying to gain some knowledge. And I, I found that, like, I'm a good listener. So, and I have a good memory. So, I can absorb information just by, like, listening to people talk and just, like, if something... I found that like even in class when I'm trying to like write down everything that you have on the board, I'm not really listening to what you're saying, then I can't absorb their like the, learn the information. So it's just a lot of audio books get played and just trying to trying to absorb as much as I can and just give it back. Well, know? it's retaining information. Yeah, yeah, you know? retention, retention's, yeah retention's half the battle. It's so do you a, like more like self-help books or do you like more fiction or what do you what do you listen to the most? I mean, I, when it comes to like fiction, I like watch when I watch like a ton of like fiction, I, I'm an anime guy, but like I like when it when I'm like looking for like a book or something like that, I want like uh, I like mindset stuff. So I guess the self-help. I'm reading like Atomic Habits right now or listening to it. I just I mean. finished it a couple months ago. Good book. So, yeah, it's really good. So that's like about as much self-help as I as I do. But like I'm, I'm more about like mindset because like I said, like I train a lot and I feel like you can train your mind when you're working out because like it's pretty singular focus and, you know, you're getting a response and you're getting tested like constantly within the training that you're doing. So I feel like just learning different ways that I can get a little bit more out of myself mentally while I'm working out is good. I found like a lot of things just useful within within those books that I listen to. So what made you so all right, so you go, you know, you're from Oregon and then you go to UCLA. Your brother went to UCLA too. I didn't realize he was in an NFL had yeah. been in the NFL too. Yeah, I kind of followed in his footsteps, you know what I mean? Like and that's why I like what 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 Lawrence is doing with top achievers, because a lot of the times like comes down to like just having somebody that's that's gonna be like hey like follow me this is what it looks like you know what i mean like this is this is what it looks like if you want to do x y and z i've done that like these are the steps that you need to take this is the work that you need to put in this is what it looks like just watch me follow me and i can help you get there and that's like you know when there's kids that that are kind of struggling with things like it's not like always a question of like morals or something like that or just like even skill or something like that they just don't have guidance you know what i mean they don't know which way to go and that's so that's so important dan it's um you know to be a man you got to see a man yeah. and, and i know the area in detroit where i grew up uh dad was there but there was a lot of negative influences around and um, um we had well seven of us all together and i had to be the big brother 
So taking that leadership role and setting an example for uh, my other siblings was important to me. And uh, I see when I talk with Osa, it was the same way, man. I think this dude got an old soul because he's into things that matters, not just, yeah. you know, not that the music and not just all the ladies, you know, not saying that he doesn't see, you know, he doesn't cut the eye. <laughs> but again, that wasn't Human. his focus. <laughs> yeah, and I love that about the young man. And so uh, the partnership is great. And I know when I came from Detroit to Dallas, it was a whole different world, a whole different environment. Uh, matter of fact, my brother's coach told me, he said, well, you know, Holland Park, Michigan is not like Holland Park, Dallas. Those are cold words, right? And so make sure that you, you know, know the Holland Park way. And so when I um, um, when I start thinking about mentorship and I bring in a lot of athletes to come into to my life and I help mentor them, it's a whole landscape of things in the DFW area that will be blindsided if they don't have folks to help them mm -hmm. along the way. So. Uh, I'm just excited about his future. Yeah, it's amazing, 24, the way you speak, I mean, and where your mindset is. But so talk about mindset, you know, you come, you go to UCLA, then you get drafted by the Cowboys, which, you know, is amazing. And so then you have a great rookie year. You have even a better sophomore year. But a lot of guys come in, I, at least what I see, you see on the TV and news and stuff, you know, they're very selfish, I think. They were, you know, they're focused on what they're doing and they're focused on getting paid, working, being on the team and doing stuff. But you came in and also – at least my impression is you came in and also said, I want to be involved in the community I'm going to be living in. And so wh what makes you think that way? Or why, why did you want to be involved in not just top achievers, but also just a community of Dallas? Um, I feel like giving back is something that's important just because I didn't make it here on my own. You know what I mean? Like if I can, if I could take some of the kindness that was shown to me to be able to help me get to this point and give it back and slowly but surely it starts to grow. You know what I mean? I do what I can and have a positive impact where I can just because there's like it's it's a crazy world that we live in you know what I mean so like if I could do what I can and have the positive impact that I can help someone possibly a kid that's looking to make it somewhere in his life just help him take that next step or or do whatever you know what I mean I, I want to do that going back into your childhood and just growing up I mean I know you had so we'll talk about a minute your single parent foundation um where did that stem from because I know it probably goes back into your childhood and growing up so my dad is actually in jail. I haven't seen him since I was like two years old. But again, I feel like just having like being the youngest, it was never really an issue because I had like older brothers that were kind of like a, a good male role model. Got some great coaches that I was blessed to have in my life that, that kind of stepped up and were just there and, and showing me and my brothers a lot of love and kindness. You know what I mean? And, and there to just challenge us to be better men and just showing us what it looked like, you know? So that was it despite not having like my dad around or anything like that, that was never something that I really like struggled with or, or was too down about or even dwelled on as a kid. Cause one, I was like too young to understand what was even going on at the time. And growing up, what I had was my mom and my the brothers. brothers. And that's, brothers. Yep. that's all I needed really. You know, how many brothers do you have total in? I got three other brothers, three other brothers. Okay. Yep. Hey, you're the youngest, you're yep. the baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you know, um, like I said, just, just kind of like being able to watch them learn from like what they did right and what they did wrong as, as I was growing up and just like, you know, they don't, they don't really baby you at all. Like that's right. part of the reason why I have an old soul is like, <laughs> they were treating me like I was one of them for most part, you know? Right, right. So talk about your single parent foundation. Obviously that's, I guess, maybe kind of in honor of what your mom did and the, what you saw there. Talk, yeah. talk about that. Um, 
you know, my mom is a great woman. You know, she was she was strong enough to be able to raise all four of us by herself. And, you know, she was uh, she didn't tell me too much about she did a good job of sheltering us from like the hardships and like the struggle of being a single mom, like all the all the stress that she went through, you know, and we we like my brothers did a good job of just trying to like make sure like we're all kind of keeping it on point, mm -hmm. making sure we're not being another source of stress or like adding to the stress that she already has from like having to provide for us and like, you know, keep us all in check. Um, and that's the reason why like we started the foundation because like I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in without my mom showing me the love and just giving the shirt off her back to make sure we have food on the table or like doing whatever it took, you know? So, and I know that there's, plenty of single moms out there that have and like single fathers that are out there doing it by themselves trying to provide for the kids keep them in check not being able to be there all the time you know so just just wanting to be able to help them just just like my mom was able to get a little help and and through sports or whatever just being someone that's there to support and just show love and appreciation and just be able to help in any way that we can is something that's important because like i said like i wouldn't have made it to this point if there wasn't a lot of kindness shown to me and my family growing up. So just being another source of kindness and support for these single parents is something that I feel like is very important. Well, it's great too. And I'm looking at you, you're supporting, helping support the parents. You're helping support the youth. I right. mean, what a great combination. Uh, great that combination. It's almost like a total family support system now. Yeah. Yes. And I think uh, in July, um, Osa, his foundation um, and, and top achievers, along with uh, Casey Prince, the mayor, a pro tam of Plano, we joined forces to sure. have a, a a day called Forty for Forty or Forty Forty, and we're looking for forty single parents, and we will look at a day of just treasuring them, honoring them, letting them know we see you, we hear you, and we're going to pamper them for that day and and give them a, a token of love, and so those are some of the ways we can give back to our community and let folks know that uh, we 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 care, we care. What's the name of your foundation anyways? The okay. Diggers Will Foundation. We okay. just put our last name on it. Perfect. Because that's something that I like. I wanted like my whole family to be able to get involved in, you know, yeah. and then just motivation to make sure things are done. T's are dotted. You know what I mean? Just everything is done. P's and Q's because it got it got our name on it. So <laughs> if it's going to have our name on it, got to be done right. I like you that. Know? And it's, you're creating a legacy now that the whole family can, like you said, the whole family can be involved in. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So what services are you providing to that foundation? So we've done some things like getting getting some QuickBooks certifications for moms just so they can get like some different career options. That's kind of a direction that I want to be able to take it. Did a lot of movie nights and stuff like that. Just things that they could go do, bring their kids like just because, you know, that's a lot of money that you could spend depending on how many kids you have, taking them all to the movies just to have a movie night and popcorn or whatever. So we'll cover that. You guys just come relax, have some popcorn, kick your feet up. And I just got a, enjoy. I got a like, quick story about the, the movie night. So we all in the in the uh, movie theater, also sitting next to this young girl who was about maybe four or five years old, and we were watching the movie. And so I'm taking pictures, and you know, for our website. And the girl's like, "I want some popcorn, and I want something to drink." Also says, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." He gets up and goes serve the young girl 
And then she came back, man, feeling like a queen. But we, we all <laughs> we all looked at also like, okay, he he's got this heart, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was she have a crush on the rest oh, of her life, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but that's that's kind of heart this brother has, man. And we, we're really happy. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. So and, who do you want this? Oh, go ahead, good. Um, just like little gift giveaways for Christmas and then the forty for forty thing. And then the we had uh a Mother's Day dinner and a Father's Day dinner. Right now, just trying to show appreciation and support as much as we can because there's a lot of times when my mom would tell me she like cried herself to sleep. And that's something that I didn't see as a kid at all. You know what I mean? I had no idea that this was going on because she did just such a good job of putting on that that brave face and putting on like keeping it together for us. You know what I mean? So just trying to show support, love and appreciation for single parents right now. It's and he did another noble, at. a noble act uh, earlier this year. Um, you know, again, I wear two, two hats, top achievers in Plano ISD uh, as at-risk specialist. And and we see a lot of families that, you know, need some support in our wraparound. We call it wraparound services. And um, we had one case where a young lady walked into uh, our, our Plano Attendance Review Board because, you know, they weren't kids weren't coming to school. And, and we asked why. And the mom said, look. I know you guys are giving me directives, but I'm just trying to land. I'm trying to figure out my next meal. My heat is going to be cut off in about 10 days. I don't have a job and you want me to follow your directives. I just want to land. And so uh, that really touched me. And I, I talked to, to Osa. He said, okay, you know what, Lawrence? I'm going to do something just to help a little bit. And uh, that family had a great Christmas because of Osa and his foundation. So, so thank you again. Appreciate it. It's weird. It's wild to think the things that go on in our community, we don't even know about a lot of times too. Um, I was working with the community in schools at Renner, the community schools program. And I talked to her and we ended up, uh, we did a bunch of school supplies that we raised a bunch of money and bought a bunch of school supplies. But last year we bought a bunch of clothes and food and delivered it because she was telling me there, she says, no, there's there's like six kids in Renner right now that are homeless or displaced. There's you would never know it. There's kids that don't have backpacks, don't have underwear, don't ha they don't have a meal when they go home. And these are things that we don't realize. And there's so many opportunities for all of us to give back, work together to take care of people. Because again, we're trying to take care of the kids, but there's parents that need help too. Yeah. Yes, yes, most definitely. And like you said, the partners that we have, you know, um, Credit Union of Texas, uh, First United Bank, um, those 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 banks and those wraparound services really help us stay connected with these families because it's a big, big task out there. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, with these partnerships, it just makes it um, more rewarding to pull these resources together. And again, I know you behind the scenes doing a lot, but uh, we were talking about you at lunch the other day and people were like, well, Dan is always coming through. He's always working with people. And and uh, I said, also, oh, you got to meet this, this brother. He, he is really behind the scenes making a big difference and making an impact. So thank you again. Yes, I appreciate you, man. And I, and I understand a lot you're talking about growing up. You know, my mom worked full time and um, my dad wasn't around a lot. He spent a lot of time either in jail or just mm -hmm. not working. We're not just not around. Yeah. Um, and so my mom really supported the family. And so she worked all the time and we still had food stamps to make ends meet and yeah. get by and be able to put food on the table. And I saw a lot of that, you know, she worked really hard for us. Um, so, I, you know, it was almost a single family, sometimes single parent family sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see the struggle that my mom went through, you know, she had to rely on her herself. Yeah. 
which is why I think I always had a paper out and started working when I was about 11, 12. Right, right. <laughs> I said, I would take care of myself as much as I can. Uh, so I really appreciate what you're doing. So, oh, so what are things that you're looking for? We know, you know, Lawrence has got a lot of partnerships too, but your, your foundation is newer. Yeah. So what are you looking for? What do you need from the community? And We're raising money right now. Um, just looking for partnerships and, and funding, you know, just so we can be able to distribute that put on more events and, and try and take it and just continue to get this thing off the ground. One of the things that I personally like to do is obviously we want to show appreciation, show love, but want to start moving in a direction where we're helping people help themselves, like getting education opportunities. Like I said, like we did, I think 10 moms through QuickBook, just trying to be able to get them certified to be able to get a, a more stable job. You know what I mean? Helping with things like that. Things that are going to be like more long term and and help sustain sustain and uplift the family overall by by taking the parent and put them in a better place, you know. That's right, and I love that old cliche: give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day; teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. I love it. So, what are so as we close out, I'm going to have each of you do this. Start with you, Elsa. What give me? I don't know three things for I don't know kids, adults, anybody. Three maybe three things you tell yourself. To, to be successful, to get through things? Always practice gratitude. That's like the number one thing. Like if you're grateful for wherever you're at, if you're grateful for something, you're not going to be afraid. You're not going to complain. You're going to give it your all. You know what I mean? Because you're just so grateful to have whatever you have, whether it be an opportunity, um, just being able to walk, stand, just getting up, just practice gratitude. That's just going to put things, it's always going to put a positive spin on just whatever you're going through when you practice gratitude and you can find things that you're grateful for and thankful for. Um, I feel like that's really like the main thing that I try and do. Um, try and be consistent with that. Uh, getting through through hard times, knowing that pain is only temporary, you know, whether it be like a month, a year, things get better typically over time. Like it, it might be hard right now, but if you can stay, don't run, don't run from whatever it is that you're doing. Like if, if you're going through it and you're pursuing a goal, it's not always going to be bright. If you can just stay in that dark moment for just a little bit longer and see it through, there's going to be brightness on the other side. And then the next time that you go through some hardships, it's not going to be as hard because you've been through hardships before. So just trying to stay down as you, as you keep, moving towards your goals um, and then rolling with the punches. And then you take that with being grateful, helps you get through those dark times. Um, I don't know if I could think of a third one. I think a mindset one was a good one. The mindset was good, but you said one uh, at our eSports event, you talk about, you know, when you cut the dark, you know, when you turn the light off, how you're, people yeah so that's what i was saying like when, when you're in that dark place a dark moment in your life you can't you can't run away from whatever it is that you got to do because if you stay in that dark place for a little bit longer you just you just wait it out your eyes are gonna adjust things are gonna get a little bit brighter as you just continue to just sharpen your mind and and just persevere through whatever you're going through in your life and just the the dark moments you know and i always uh three use three acronyms uh, a E D A assessment E exposure D direction. We have to always assess ourselves. Where are you in the community? Where are you at home? Where are you in your social emotional space? 
Um, are you involved? Are you liked by many? Are you isolated? Are you playing a sport? If you're good at a sport or you're not good, you have to always assess yourself in the room. And, and to assess yourself, you have to spend time alone. And a lot of times we don't do that. We let the outside influences and the noise dictate our emotions. So spend time alone, assess yourself. E, once you assess yourself, you say, okay, I think I'm good in this area here. Get some exposure in that area. You know, I know that from a social emotional standpoint, I have to be around like-minded people and people that can help inspire me. Um, and, and if it's a sport, if you think you're good, go out to the AAU circuit, go out to the, the world events and see how good these guys are across the globe. Yeah. And when you come back, you go, Hmm. Might be a big fish in a little <laughs> pond. Might be a big fish in a little pond. Right, you got to get out there and see what the other schools, being the, like, especially in high school, yeah. being the best on your team isn't good enough. You got to know there's other high schools all across the country. Like, there's a big pool of talent out there. So yes. you got to make sure that you know what's going on. You know that there's other people working. Like, that's just going to motivate you well, that much more. That's you know? right. That's right. And, you know, even growing up in, in the hood, you know, I know. I wanted to have a be a business owner. I wanted to get married, not to just to a wife, to a fine wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In order to do that, I saw some cold brothers out there getting <laughs> degrees. You know, guys driving nice cars, looking good. I'm like, I got to step my game up. But it was the exposure piece, and then that D. From there, you'll know what direction you want to go in life. And so, with that, you know your direction. I tell every kid, everybody that knows me, know my motto: Do your best, and let God do the rest. Do your best and let God do the rest. Well, that's a great way to close this, mm -hmm. but that is a fantastic way. So first of all, appreciate you both coming on. Man, thank you. Um, thank you. This is awesome, inspirational, and we, great. a lot of great things were said. Um, I want to urge everybody to, one, check out uh, OSA's podcast, uh, Overtime with OSA. A lot of great interviews on there. Um, make sure you do the Oh Diggy Zoo uh, uh, foundation, look that up and send some money over to him so we can start working with these single parents in North Texas. And last but not least, make sure you look at Top Achievers Foundation. You know, Lawrence has got three decades of helping uh, North Texas youth and we want to continue that and keep that going. So, and we appreciate all the partnerships of uh, Top Achievers, such as First United Bank, Credit Union of Texas. Um, so it's fantastic and great having you guys on. And Thank you. And Dan, one other thing, you can find our 40 for 40 event yes. on Top Achievers website. Just click the event and you'll see you there and you can make your donations right through our website. Awesome. When is that event going to be? It's going to be on July 9th. July 9th. So it's coming up. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, here's a word from our supporters. Thank you to our sponsors and supporters. 33 Inc. Helping your brand grow with custom screen printing, embroidery, and merchandising solutions. Smart Business Concepts, providing financial services to drive profitability, scalability, and flexibility of your company. And Texas CEO Magazine, informing and educating business leaders across Texas since 2010. As business leaders, we all know that healthcare is expensive. In fact, it's one of the top five expenses in most companies. The decisions you make or don't make in your healthcare plan can have financial repercussions down the road. But not all is lost. There are ways to take charge and get your employees the best possible care, all while reducing overall costs for us as employers and employees, too. Get your copy of Life and Death Decisions in the C-Suite, where Dan Lebrod and his colleagues pull back the curtain and address how the private healthcare system and health insurance industry have plagued businesses for decades. 
What you'll discover will empower you to take back control over your health insurance costs that could mean massive savings for your company while giving your employees better quality health care. Get your free copy now at the link below or using the QR code provided. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.